There are less than three weeks to go until the Orlando Magic's training camp opens. Let's talk about the important parts of the Orlando Magic schedule. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is September 13th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over the five most important parts of the Orlando Magic schedule. Um, there's parts in the beginning, one part in the middle, and two parts at the end that are going to really determine this Magic season. Why? These are the moments that are going to tell us everything we need to know about this Orlando Magic team. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case providing with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at Jace Medical. That's jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. We are less than three weeks away now from the start of Orlando Magic Training Camp. Get your last bits of sleep. um, Get your last bits of relaxation and repose because... We are going to be in it. Um, and, you know, I, I I don't need to hype you up. Uh, I don't think I need to hype you up for what this Orlando Magic season means and what this Orlando Magic season is going to represent and what this Orlando Magic season could be. Um, you know, I want to temper expectations. I don't want to sit here and say that the Magic are going to the playoffs or anything like that. A lot can still happen. There's a lot that's unproven about this team. But... The Orlando Magic's consistent motto is to level up, is to take that take that next step. And when you're the last team eliminated from playoff contention last season, there's only one place that that next level can be. And certainly Orlando, having started with a five and twenty start, going twenty nine and twenty eight to finish the season, they believe they can be a postseason team. They believe they could be a five hundred team, a team that wins consistently, a team that yes can make the postseason, whether that's playing, whether that's playoffs, we'll find out. Um, I, I'm a big believer you don't want to put too much ex- you don't want to put too much of a limit on what a team can do. But and I also believe that expectations change as the season goes on, but there's a lot on the line for the Orlando Magic this season. There's a lot that they can accomplish. Um, and there is a lot that is being expected of this team. Just no bones about it. The Magic have a lot on the line here. And so we are expecting a a tight race. You know, we're expecting it to be very competitive. Um, I was in a long conversation with some some other Magic fans about this uh, uh, earlier today. Um, You know, just projecting who's actually going to be in this play-in race. And I said, you know, there's really, I think, 13 teams that could sit here today start of the season and believe they are a postseason capable team. Even 
even the two teams that I don't think are, um, I think they could reasonably say, hey, if we stay healthy, if everything breaks the right way, we can be in there too. Um, that's the beauty of being 0-0. Everybody believes they have a chance. And look, let's be real. The 10 seed is not a huge hurdle to climb. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the 10 seed is not a big hurdle to climb. And so the question then for the Orlando Magic is, how do they make sure they stay above that fray and give themselves the best chance to make the postseason? That's what this is all about. And so the place we have to start is with the schedule. And what are the tricky parts on the schedule? And where is this team's character going to get tested? I would say you'd say, and we'll go through parts of the schedule here in a minute. We will know by November just how good this Magic team can be. We will know by Thanksgiving. That, that date is picked very intentionally. We will know by Thanksgiving whether the Orlando Magic are going to be a playoff team. I don't want to say postseason team. They could certainly recover. But if they come out of November with a solid record in playoff pole position, their schedule is frankly set up for them to make a run at the end of the season more than it is set up for them to be successful at the beginning of the season. To say the least, we've highlighted a lot of these moments in the schedule before. I want to highlight them again because this is essential to understanding how the magic get to the postseason. The start of this season is very, very difficult. Um, Jalen Suggs was on, on our friends, the six man show earlier this summer and said, you know, he and the rest of the team are very locked in on getting off to a good start. They know that they did not make the playoffs. They did not accomplish that goal because they started five and 20. And look, Injuries were a big part of that story. Jalen Suggs was out. Cole Anthony was out. Markel Fultz was out. The Magic were playing without a point guard. It was obvious. And so there is a there is definitely a determination and a focus to get off to a good start. Um, to put this team in a position to... Play from ahead, not have to play catch up, not have to go on a crazy run like they did in 2019. But look, the start of the season is very, very tough. Like I said, we're going to know by November just how good this team is. The first five games of the year, obviously October 25th versus Houston, October 27th at Portland, October 30th at the Los Angeles Lakers, October 31st at the LA Clippers, November 2nd at the Utah Jazz. We spoke about this when the schedule came out. This is the earliest the Magic will take a West Coast trip in franchise history. They've taken it before at the seven-game mark, like mid-November. They've never taken a West Coast road trip this early in the season. And this was including a season where they played in the Western Conference. On top of that, hey, you know, look, the Lakers and Clippers are both playoff teams. The Jazz, Blazers, and Rockets, probably not playoff teams. But all three of those teams are capable of winning, and especially early in the season. I would prefer to play bad teams or the teams that are projected to be bad in the middle of the season rather than at the beginning, because at the beginning of the season, they still have hope. Houston's got Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, along with Jalen Green. They may not have a lot of depth, but that is still a team that can beat you. 
that is still a team that that can do a lot of really interesting and important things. The Portland Trailblazers are likely to still have Damian Lillard. And as long as they have Damian Lillard, they are a dangerous team that the, a team like the Magic cannot overlook. So the first two games on paper feel like they should be wins for the Magic, and they probably still should be. But the first two weeks of the season can be a little screwy. Um, you know, Matt Moore of the Action Network, Locked on Nuggets, likes to say, you know, the first two weeks and the last two weeks of the season, throw those out. They don't really tell you anything. You got to still treat them as important. You still got to win those games. But teams are still figuring themselves out. For the Magic's first two weeks, they are on the road. And, you know, not playing the easiest teams. Like Utah at Utah is always tough. And Utah is a pretty good team. Um, for a non-playoff team, Utah's a pretty darn good team. This is to say if the Magic are going to get off to a good start, they have their work cut out for them in a major, major way. This is not easy. Going out west is always difficult. Um, usually that first West Coast trip usually takes place in early December. I usually point out that West Coast trip is like, okay, we are going to learn a lot about this team. They've had some. They've had a chance to, to establish themselves, establish who they are. Now you got to take it on the road. Now you got to be away from home for a couple of weeks, and we got to see how good you really are. The Magic have to do that game two, and you know, Sug said on the pod on the podcast that he really likes this idea. Actually, he thinks it's going to help them come together. You know, there's a lot of continuity. If there's a team that can handle it, it's the Magic. This is also a young team. That's still prone to mistakes. We still don't know what to trust about them. And that's going to make this start to the season that much more difficult. We're going to talk about the in-season tournament and that second West Coast trip, what they mean for the Orlando Magic League to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. We are just past the peak of hurricane season here in Central Florida. And you got to have all your emergency supplies ready to go. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace, J the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind. So that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional 20% off or $20 off, not 20% off, $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code. Locked on. So we are diving deep into the schedule today, talking about the five most important stretches uh, for the Magic this year. And, um, you know, again, the start of the season is difficult. Uh, I think positive residual had the magic with the eighth most difficult schedule before the all-star break. That includes back-to-backs Orlando play Orlando ties for the most back-to-backs in the league at 15. I didn't even mention this coming off of the West coast trip to start the season. 
The Magic technically have a four-game homestand, and that's normal. You usually have big, yeah, you usually have your longest homestands after your longest road trips. Um, but that four-game homestand is two at home, one in Mexico City against Atlanta, and then one back at home. Um, that is not really a homestand. That is two games at home and then a long trip to Mexico City. It's not like a quick jaunt to Key, you know, it's not like a puddle jump to Key West or a puddle jump, you know, to Atlanta. I'd rather play at Atlanta than in Mexico City. Mexico City is in central in the central time zone. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty far south. It's much further south than you think, too. Um, that is a trip. Um, not an easy one either. Um, especially with the elevation. Um, and so it's it, the start of the season is gonna be rough. And so by the time we get to the in-season tournament, um, we're gonna know a lot about this team. And, and look, I'm an advocate of the in-season tournament, especially for this Orlando Magic team. I think there's a lot to gain from the in-season tournament for this Magic team. It's a chance to put this team under a little bit of winning pressure, you know, simulate a playoff environment. And the good news is honestly, the Magic gets seven games during their two-week in-season tournament run. This is actually on the high side for around the league. Not everyone's playing the same kind of busy regular season schedule that the Magic are playing during the in-season tournament. This is their run. November 14th at Brooklyn for an in-season tournament game. November 15th at Chicago. November 17th at Chicago for their in-season tournament game. November 19th at Indiana. November 21st back home for Toronto for their in-season tournament game. November 22nd versus Denver, so home-home back-to-back. And then November 24th, Versus Boston. I'm a big believer that these games are important because they are sort of like playoff practice, but we don't really know how intense these games are going to be. Is Brooklyn going to treat that game seriously on November 14th? I am skeptical that teams will treat those early games any differently. Um, Personally, I think once we get deeper, once the stakes become clearer, then I think we'll see the intensity ratchet ratchet up and we'll see this thing really, really matter. Um, I just think it's too early in the season uh, to, to really care that much. But this stretch is important, not just because of the in-season tournament implications. Brooklyn, Chicago, Indiana, Toronto, that run of five games, those are all games that are going to matter to the Magic in the play-in tournament chase. Brooklyn should be a play-in tournament team. Chicago should be a play-in tournament team. Indiana should be a play-in tournament team. Toronto should be a play-in tournament team. Whether they are or not, those teams believe that today, that they're at least a play-in tournament team, that they're fighting for playoff position. And so these five games are not only going to matter for the regular season record, not only going to matter for the in-season tournament for the most part, they're going to matter for tiebreakers. Do not sleep on tiebreakers. These games against your direct competition matter. They're double. So these all these games are like triple games. And then, of course, you have Boston to close it out November 24th on Black Friday, 2.30 p.m. tip-off. That game could feel really big, not just because the environment with Celtics fans coming to the Amway Center, not just because it's Black Friday, so everybody's off, not just because it's an in-season tournament game. It's all of that. It could be potentially a very, very, very big game, a game that I'm, you know, probably the game I'm looking forward to most in this early part of the schedule. If I were Jamal Mosley, and, and look, I don't know how he's going to value the in-season tournament. I don't know what he's going to think about this. If I were Jamal Mosley, I would come to my team and say, hey, these seven games, that's a seven-game series. Let's treat this like a seven-game series. We're going to pay attention. We're going to be, pay, pay, we're going to be really focused on the details. 
and we're going to try and win this series. You win four of those seven games, more than likely you're advan- you're, you're doing well in the in-season tournament. But you've kind of shown that, hey, we could step up under pressure against quality opponents and games that we have to win. And obviously, game six against Denver, game seven against Boston, those are your two toughest games uh, in that series. Certainly, the two games against Chicago, I think, are really interesting as potential playoff tests, especially like, let's say, you lose that back-to-back at Chicago. Well, now you come back against Chicago again in a game that has double stakes because of the presence of the in-season tournament. I think this stuff matters. And I think, you know, again, one of the big things for the magic this year is simulating playoff pressure and simulating what that's going to feel like. But this is tough. Again, by November, because the schedule starts to like level out a little bit and get to feel normal at least. By November, if the magic are riding high, have a good record, then we're cooking with gas. And we're then we got something really interesting and special. If they're muddling along, if they're 500, it's like, okay, that's about where we expected them to be. That's fine. There's a chance to keep building from there. If they're falling behind, the schedule is a big part of that. And now the Magic have to work to make up that ground. I usually like to point out the West Coast trips. The West Coast trips are always the big kind of the big highlights of like, okay, this is this is a part of the schedule that's going to matter. Second road trip is very, very tough. December 31st at Phoenix, January 2nd at Golden State, January 3rd at Sacramento, January 5th at Denver. All four of those teams are playoff teams. All four of those teams are probably championship contenders. I I will exclude Sacramento from that list, but not by much. All those teams are extremely tough. In fact, here's my fun stat of the day. Orlando beat Golden State in San Francisco, their first ever win at 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 the Chase Center. Big win. It was their first win over Golden State on the road. Um. You know, it, it was the first time that the Magic had won at any of those locations on that road trip since February 2021 with the win over Sacramento. They have not won in Phoenix since November 2018. They have not won in Denver since December 2015. That was Nikola Jokic's rookie season. This is a tough road trip. Orlando does not win in Golden State. They do not win in Denver. They do not win in Sacramento. They do not win in Phoenix very often. This is a tough road trip and a ga- and, and four games that the Magic are probably going to need and four games are going to be very, very difficult, especially stringing together. We are getting, you know, we're maybe not at a point where Orlando can expect to win every game. We're certainly at a point where we believe Orlando is going to compete every game and have a chance to win every game. But these are tough games. These are really, really tough games on the road and, and it's going to be a real challenge. So when does the schedule lighten up? After the All-Star break, of course. We'll talk about the opportunity for the Magic to pick up ground because of their late season schedule. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL season has begun. Week one is in the books, but there's still some incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
Uh, I want to apologize before we move move on. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather right now. Uh, I'm gonna I'm soldiering through. I, I feel fine, but my voice is a little little hoarse and raspy. So I apologize for for that. Um, for not having the kind of audio quality you're probably used to hearing from me. Uh, I am feeling fine. I'm doing okay. It's 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 all good. It happens. Um, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll we're soldiering on here because the season is just about to start. Um, let's talk about when the schedule lightens up. Um, according to Positive Residual. The Magic, I believe, have the easiest schedule after the All-Star break. So, you know, it, it's saying a lot to say you just got to survive the first three quarters of the season. But if the Magic can, if the Magic find themselves in a good spot after the All-Star break, they have a chance to really pick up some ground. And it comes with the longest homestand the Magic have had in a very long time. An eight-game homestand that's going to have them home for about three weeks. March 17th versus Toronto the 19th against Charlotte, the 21st against New Orleans, the 23rd against Sacramento, 27th against Gold State, 29th versus the Clippers, 30th versus Memphis, and April 1st versus the Portland Trailblazers. Um, like I said, still some difficult opponents in there, Sacramento, Golden State, LA, the LA Clippers, and Memphis, all title contenders. So don't think that this is some cakewalk, you know, just because the Magic have an eight-game homestand. But certainly one of the goals the Magic should have this year is to be better at home. They were 20 and 21 at home last year at the Amway Center. Had a chance to be above 500. They obviously kind of gave that away. They were a really good home team after their 5 and 20 start. They lost a lot of close games at home early in the season. They were a really good home team late later in the season. Uh, and so this is definitely still an opportunity to build some rapport at the Amway Center and make the Amway Center a tough place to play and a tough place to win uh, if you're an opponent. Um this these games are really really important. We saw back in 2019, the Magic had a perfect five and zero homestand heading into the final two games of the season. That put them in pole position to make the playoffs. Put them in a spot where they could clinch their playoff spot in Boston. They took care of their business uh, in the penultimate game and returned to the playoffs. That homestand was huge. I remember writing about it, saying, "Hey, the playoffs have already started for the Magic. This homestand is absolutely big." Um, you know, it, it was, it was it, to, to see them win all five of those games was just absolutely incredible. And you knew that team was like, okay, we got it. We got it. This team has it, whatever it is, they have it to make, to, to make the playoffs and, and put themselves in that position. Um, they're going to have that again. So if the magic need to make up a couple games to get back in the play in position, they have these, they have these eight games to get themselves there. If they're in the play in tournament and trying to get to the sixth seed, they have these games to climb up that spot. Essentially, by the time we get to this point in the season, the Magic should be thinking, we need to use this homestand to climb up a notch. Whatever notch you're at, let's climb up a notch. Whether that's solidifying a, a six seed, solidifying a playing spot, going from the play-in into the playoffs, or going from out of the play-in pitcher to in the play-in pitcher. That's what this homestand represents. That's what is important about this homestand and, and why... It's really big that the Magic do defend home court and play really, really well at the Amway Center. Um, we got to get there, though. It's a long way off. March and April is a long way away. Uh, but if Orlando can get there in, in good, good, in a good position, then they're going to have a, a really, they're going to have a real opportunity here. The close of the season, though, is not easy. Um, you know, coming off of that homestand, the final, like I think it's the final seven games of the season. Um, are not easy. The Magic will close with only two 
of their final seven games at the Amway Center. So again, that's another reason why that eight-game homestand is so important. Take care of your business at home. Everything else is going to fall into place. Only two of those final seven games at the Amway Center. In fact, six of the next, uh, or sorry, five of the next six games after that homestand on the road. Not a particularly difficult set of road games until you get to the very end. I want to highlight the last four games of the season. First off, April 7th versus Chicago could essentially be a playing game. Big, 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 big game at the Amway Center, the penultimate home game of the season. But here's how the Magic close their season. April 9th at Houston. April 10th at Milwaukee. I want to burn that Houston to Milwaukee back-to-back. Like, I want to burn it. It's it's so terrible. Uh, I would rather play Milwaukee April 11th and go to Philadelphia on a back-to-back than play Houston-Milwaukee in a back-to-back. That's just It's just insane to think that that is something that I'm running off April 10th at Milwaukee as a schedule loss. Just, just know that. April 12th at Philadelphia, and then April 14th versus Milwaukee. That Houston-Milwaukee back-to-back, and then a Milwaukee-Philadelphia-Milwaukee finish. If I'm the Magic, I do not want to need any of those last four games to make the postseason. You know, Maybe you drop a spot because of that. I do not want any of those last games if I'm the Orlando Magic. Uh, I don't want to need any of those last games. You know, yes, Milwaukee might be sitting a lot of their starters and sitting their players in preparation for the playoffs in that last game. Maybe Philadelphia is doing the same for the penultimate game. A lot can happen between now and April. But just on paper, closing the season with probably the two favorites to win the Eastern Conference, all due respect to Boston. So two of the three favorites, I'll get Boston back. Two of the three favorites to win the Eastern Conference. Um, two of them on the road. And then... All, and then a tough road road run on top of that, the Magic got to take care of their business early. And, and really, that's kind of the lesson I want to take away from looking at these stretches in the schedule. The Magic got to take care of their business early. They do have to start off well. They do have to put themselves in pole position. They cannot fall behind the pace. They've got to set the pace if they want to make the postseason. That's the fact of the matter. They got to set the pace because... There's a lot of bumpy, there's a lot of bumps in the road on the way to the end of the season. And this end of the season, especially, is just really, really, really difficult. Now, of course, a good team, it doesn't matter where they play, it doesn't matter who they play, they take care of their business. And we're going to find out this year just how good the Magic are. We're going to find out early in the season with how, how much they go on the road early in the season. We're going to find out late in the season with this tough road finish to the year. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Switcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the public signal podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, you can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. For my everyday crew on tomorrow, on our next episode of Lockdown Magic, I'm not going to promise an episode tomorrow because... My voice has gotten worse over this last half hour, so I may take the day off. On our next episode of Lockdown Magic, we will chat about some of the other players who are set to step up this year. Marco Fultz, Cole Anthony, and Wendell Carter. We'll get to them, and of course, we'll have the big history unveiling on Friday. Uh, we'll get to that on, uh, on an episode Friday or Saturday. I haven't decided when. We'll get to that soon. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown.